Blog Talk Radio. Ginger London. I am so excited that you're joining me on this Monday morning. This is our motivational uh, Monday show. Uh, we tried to do this show on yesterday, and we had some technical uh, difficulties, but uh, we're going to go for it on this morning. And we're talking this morning about 30 self-empowerment or self-improvement tips for um, a better you. You know, we live in a day and age where we're not only just wanting uh to, to improve ourselves, but we want to better ourselves so that we can help um, others. And we know and understand that everything in life is not about us. And so we seek out uh, ways that we can help others. But in order to do that, we have to take better care of ourselves so that we are um, equipped and positioned to be able to help uh, other people uh, in their lives. And so you know, sometimes people get into uh, old habits, you know, and uh, and patterns, and sometimes they find them hard to break, and they find themselves um, stuck. And so the more commonplace um, uh, place today is that, you know, people struggle to create a mindset of taking care of themselves and getting rid of old habits. They keep repeating the same cycles over and over again, and they remain stuck in the same old place. The key is to get yourself out of that, is to empower yourself, encourage yourself. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible where God tells us that uh, David uh, encouraged himself in the Lord. And we have to get to that place where we can encourage ourselves, empower ourselves, improve ourselves so that we can function better in the earth and make a greater impact in the earth. We can't love our neighbors until we first love ourselves. The scriptures say love your neighbor as you love yourself. That means that you have to have a special kind of feeling for yourself, if you will, and you have to take some action to take care of who you are and to improve yourself and to mature and to grow and to be the person that you were created to be. So on the, uh, this morning, we're going to do uh, 30 self-improvement tips. They're going to be short tips, so I hope you have your pencil and paper ready to take notes. You can also listen to the replay and take your notes uh, from the replay. But uh, I want to encourage you to write them down, even if you just can't get the meat of it at this as we're as I'm teaching. You may want to just write down the uh, points. So we'll go through um, maybe 10, take a short uh 
60-second break, come back, we'll do 10 more, take another break, and then we'll do the last 30. So we're going to do them quickly, but we won't do them all at one time. So there'll be a little break in there in case you need to take a sip of water, um, need to step out for a second, or uh, uh, if you're mining or doing something else, you can take a quick break to take a look at uh, how things are going. So I don't want to bombard you with all 30 of them at one time, but this entire radio show will have all 30, but we will take 60-second breaks in there. So I just want to give you an idea of how the show is going to go uh, this morning so that we can effectively and efficiently get these tips in so that you, I'm just not saying a lot of something, but I'm saying impactful words, words that are on assignment, words that are going to change your life or give you tools that, that will help you to bring a transformation and change to someone else that you uh, may know. So just take a moment and grab pen and paper, and we're going to get started. Okay, let's go with... Um, Self-improvement tip number one. Right now we're going to do one through ten. So number one is take time for you. Um, And that's so important. And the reason why you want to take time for yourself is you want to be able to refresh yourself. And you want to be able to replenish. You know, a lot of times we give out and we... um, take our energies and we pour them into other people. We pour them into projects. We pour pour them into ministry assignments. We pour them into just our families, just daily living. You want to take time for you. You know, you might associate being a better person with doing more for others, but the truth is you need to take time for yourself in order to be that better person for someone else. If you're burned out or if you're stressed out, you're not you you won't make a positive uh contribution to anyone. Taking time out for yourself is not selfish. It gives you the opportunity to refresh um your own well being. Uh Psalm twenty three, one of my favorite Psalms Verses 1 through 3 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores, I'm sorry, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. That's why you need to take time for yourself. You need your soul restored so that you can replenish, refresh, revitalize, re-energize, uh, whatever adjective you want to uh, uh Uh, verb that you want to put on that, you know, you want to make sure that you do that so that you can be the person that you want to be. So take time for yourself. Number two is going to tell you how to do that. Create, create daily me time. You know, I told you once before in another teaching, schedule everything. Now, when I say schedule everything, I don't mean every thought, every minute of your day, but the major portions of your day needs to be scheduled, including me time. You need to include on your calendar, in your planner, some me time. Schedule an appointment with yourself. Schedule your uh, meditation time. Schedule your uh, break time. Schedule your um, refreshing times, whatever you want to call it. So once you understand that taking time out for yourself is a contribution, then it's time to schedule it. It's important to take your um important to keep your integrity with yourself when you uh begin to schedule your me time. Uh you know, set aside some time daily. Just like you have integrity with your clients, with your congregation, with your friends, with your family. If you say you're going to be somewhere at 8 o'clock, you're there at 8 o'clock. You want to make sure you apply the same level of integrity to your me time. Don't shortchange yourself or just say, oh, that was just my break time. No. Use the same integrity that you use in all other areas of your uh, scheduled uh, daily time and make sure that if you say at 12 noon that you're going to uh, uh, break for lunch, 
from 12 to 1.30, then make sure at 12 o'clock you're breaking for lunch. I know there are days when uh, something may overlap or something comes up and things might get a little shifted or moved around, but uh, mostly whatever time you schedule for your me time, make sure you use the same integrity that you apply to your clients, you apply to your business, your ministry, your career. Make sure you use that same integrity and apply it to yourself. Whatever you practice becomes a discipline that you develop. So make sure that you develop great practices uh, in reference to your own life. So schedule your um, your me time. You know, it can be 15 minutes uh, every day. You know, um, sometimes it may seem impossible to, to plug in me time, but I'm sure you can find 15 minutes of your day where you're not doing anything, and then you can take that 15 minutes and redirect it to me time, okay? And then for some people, you may have a little bit more latitude. You may say, okay, every day I'm going to schedule one hour or, or 90 minutes for me time. You may not take all the 90 minutes at the same time. You can do 15 here, 15, 15, 15, and 15 until you get to the 90 minutes, or you break them up in 30-minute segments, 20-minute segments, however you want to do it, but it may span throughout the course of your day, and it's not lumped into all uh, all 90 minutes into one big lump sum. Okay, so remember to, to do that. Number three, uh, be dedicated your personal time. You know, if you don't respect your personal time, no one else will. So again, it goes back to having integrity for the time that you set for your me time. You know, so make sure that you dedicate your personal time. All right? Respect the time that you're going to set aside for your personal time. So if you take your um, 15-minute meditation in the morning or uh, time, make sure that you actually do that. You know, so if you want to become dedicated to it, make sure you do it uh, consistently uh, at the same time each day to be to begin to develop the habit of taking care of, and the discipline of taking care of yourself. So if you take uh, your 15-minute meditation in the morning or if you uh, sit out porch uh, uh, in the evening and you just, you know, you're listening to music or you're reading something, you know, or if you read um, a particular book, like some people read uh, the Bible for their devotional time in the morning time or they read um, a spiritual empowerment book, you know, um, again, make sure you become dedicated to it. If you do that every um day at 3 o'clock, you stop to actually meditate before you end your work day or uh uh, you stop at um, uh, 11 a.m. to close out your morning uh, time uh, in, in 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 your uh, career, or business, or ministry, then make sure you become dedicated to doing that. Again, if you pencil it in, if you schedule it in, it'll be hard to forget it because it'll become a habit for you, and you'll start doing it. So number three, be dedicated to your personal time uh, right now. And then number four, let others know you're serious about your personal time. You have to begin to set boundaries around your personal time. Once you have an established amount of time and set a a time of day that you want to do it, let everyone know that you have, you know, uh, a big, like, big do not disturb sign. Don't disturb me during this time period because that's my me time. Uh, You may want to put a temporary uh, voice message uh, on your um, phone or your um, voicemail, you know, saying that if you're calling me between 3 and 3.30, that's my personal time and this is the time that I meditate and really relax and pray to finish, to be refreshed, uh, to close out my day. 
leave a message. I'll call you back after 3.30, or you are welcome to call me at 3.45, you know, something like that. So you want to make sure that other people are serious, other people respect your personal time, and that other people know that you are serious about your personal time. And once you do that and people begin to to really uh, pay attention to what you're saying, they start recognizing what time it is, or if it's right before 3 o'clock, They'll try to call you at 2.30 so that if, you know, they call you before, you actually stop for your personal time. All right, so make sure you let others know that you're serious about your personal time. Number five, choose how to start your day. Now, listen, you can choose to start your day grumpy uh, and irritable, or you can choose to start your day uh, grateful, uh, your day grateful that you are given another chance to enjoy life and love. You know, the choice is yours. It's always yours. You know, you hear me talk about we have we have the power of choice. You do have the power of choice. Again, you can start your day off grumpy. You can be uh you can wake up every day rem- you know, uh remembering about remembering what you were mad about the day before and before you know it you're angry again. Or you can start your day off with a spirit of gratitude where you're thanking God that you have the uh, opportunity to enjoy another day and to enjoy your life to the fullest on another day. So choose how you're going to um, uh, start your day. And then you want to choose to wake up declaring out loud the things that you're grateful for and watch the day, your daily habits change and your daily life change. So choose how you start your day. Wake up in the morning, you know, uh, do a faith confession. Uh, Thank you, Lord, that I'm alive this morning, that I'm able to go forward in what you have called me to do. Thank you that I have the the mobility of my limbs and the, the, the power of my mind to think and imagine and do great things. You know, you come up with your own way of being grateful and, and being able to say out loud your uh, uh, areas of gratitude when so that you can start your day off spiritually empowered and then also improved um, in your life. So choose how you will start your day. Number six, Start a gratitude journal. You know, I believe in journaling. I have a lot of journals. Some of you may have a lot of journals. You know, I like the nice-looking, fancy journals, and you can get them uh, in many different ways, uh, formats as well. You know, I like the really fancy, elegant-looking, you know, some I have got bling on them, uh, you know, on it. Some are just really just conservative but very business and um uh, elegant looking, really rich and expensive looking, and sometimes I've been able to actually uh, get blessed and walk up, walk upon a very expensive journal that you know the store has put on sale for a very low cost. You find out what your flavor is, and find you some journals that match your personality and um, and whatever it is that you like. But you number two, you number six, not number two. Number six, you want to start a gratitude journal. You know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you want to grab that journal and write down your feelings, even if they're negative. You know, you want to, you know, um, write down whatever is going on in your life, whatever you're feeling, your emotions. So then you can learn how to manage them. And then you not just not only learn how to manage them, you want to put a new spin on it. So if you apply, for example, you applied for a promotion on your job that you wanted, but you didn't get it. Well, you know, in your journal, you can say, you know, that you went through the interview process. You didn't get the job. They gave it to someone else. Say how you're feeling about that. And then you want to put a new spin on it. You can finish out that journal uh, that journal post by saying something like, you know, even though I didn't get the promotion, I want it. I know what the process is, and I want to, and, and what I need to 
work on to better my chances before I put in for the next promotion. I know exactly where I am supposed to be in this moment, and I am grateful for the things to come. Something like that. You know, we don't always get everything that we want all the time, and we don't always get it at the moment that we want it. Sometimes it's, you know, it's delayed. Sometimes it's, you know, it comes later. So maybe you applied for a promotion and you didn't get it. Doesn't mean that you would never be promoted. Maybe you just didn't get it at that particular time, but you now know the process, you know, um, uh, whatever it may be. Maybe you are trying to get a new client, sign a uh, a new contract, or, you know, um, maybe you submitted uh, the necessary work, uh, paperwork to uh, be uh, chosen as a, a speaker at a conference or a seminar leader at a conference or uh, whatever it may be. Journal it. You know, keep a, a gratitude journal. Make sure you write down what took place, how you feel about it, and then put a new spin on it. So number seven, practice journaling randomly. You know, I keep my journal uh, with me all the time, and if I don't have it, I re- I have a notepad or some type of writing uh, tablet with me all the time so that I can journal randomly. Journaling releases negativity, you know, um, and toxic, uh, toxicity from uh, from your uh, body, from your soul, from your mind. Um, you know, it gets rid of all of that stuff. It takes it out. And you want that because you don't want it to fester and become uh, inside of you and turn into bitterness, anger, resentment. Uh, you know, um, you don't want all of those feelings going on on the inside because that will ruin your day, if you will. You know, uh, we know that we do get angry at some things, but there are things that happen if, that don't turn out the way that we uh would like for it to if we're not careful we can respond in the wrong way and it'll fester and it'll become something even greater than just us being disappointed in the outcome so when you practice journaling randomly what happens is it resets your mindset you know you you know um uh it helps you to release it and then rethink it and then refocus so that you can uh, move beyond whatever it is, you know. And when you journal, don't just journal negative things, you know. Uh, journal good things, you know, as well, you know. Uh, you know, if somebody does something good for you, write it down. You, if you have children and your children excel at something or they got an award or they did great at the, you know, the little league game, you know, write that down. Journal it. Put it in your journal. It gives you something to look at when you, you know, when you're reading your journal or uh, maybe your kids are off, you know, visiting grandparents and you're missing them. You can go back. You can read that journal about, you know, he um, hit the ball and it was a home run, you know, whatever the case may be. So make sure that you journal randomly. Okay, so let me go. We got a couple, two more before we finish the first set. Number one, take time, uh, take time for you. Number two, create daily me time. Number three, be dedicated to your personal time now. Number four, let others know you are serious about your personal time. Number five, choose how to how you start your day. Number six, start a gratitude journal. Number seven, practice journaling randomly. And then number eight, we're moving to uh, areas of relationships. Number eight is keep positive people close to you. If you want to improve your life, if you want to empower your life, you want to keep positive people close to you. The Bible tells us to walk with the wise and we will become wise. You know, So your attitude every day of your life will be affected by who you have around you. You know, so... Um, if you if you're being soured or if you're being uh, in, in, 
embarked with a lot of negativity, then your day is going to spiral into a negative day. So you want to keep positive friends close by. You want to be able to reel them in and to call them uh, when you need a boost, when you need encouragement, when you need uh, to be refreshed. You want to be able to call them. You need friends who you are connected to that when you're having a bad day or you missed a mark somewhere or things are just not working out like you planned, that you can call them without being ashamed about what you're getting ready to talk about, uh, without feeling that they're going to be critical and judgmental um, uh, towards you. And I mean that in a critical way. Uh, we are to judge some all things. Really, you want friends who can take a look at what you're saying, go in there and dissect it and say, listen, this is what I'm hearing you say, or this is what I know about you. Or, okay, I know this situation, I know what happened, let me tell you what I saw took place so that I, so that uh, I can help you and you can move past whatever this is. So you want people who can go in and judge the situation, but not critically judge it, but judge it from a righteous place and judge it from a loving place so that you can honestly look at what's going on to make the right decisions about it. So you want to be able to grab a friend talk about it, and then let it go. And that's what happens when you have people who can righteously judge situations and righteously judge your comments and your what you're saying. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm, you know, I'm having these thoughts and I'm getting angry. You know, I keep thinking about it. I didn't get that promotion. And the person who got it doesn't qualify. I know I'm more qualified. You want to be able to have friends that you can say that to and that who will, li- who will listen to you and then come back and empower you with their words. Yes. You were more qualified than that person. But remember, the ultimate decision wasn't yours. It was the person who was doing the interviewing. Did they make a, a right choice? Probably not. But you have to ride it out to see. Okay, so those are the type of people that you want around you. So number eight, you know, is keep positive people close to you. Number nine is is just the opposite. Keep negative people out of your circle or your bubble, if you will, meaning your I call it intercourse. Keep negative people out of the intercourse of your life. You'll never rid yourself of all of the negative people in your life. You just won't because we, we're not empowered to do that. So you they'll be around you, but they don't necessarily need to be in the inner circle of who you are. They don't need to be in the included in the um the inner makings or uh finding moments, if you will, of your life. So you want to make sure that you don't allow them into certain areas after um, uh, of your life. Again, we're not going to be able to get rid of all the negative people in our lives. If you are still working on a job, you know that there are negative employers, there are negative coworkers. You can have negative family members, but whoever they are and however they fit into your life, you want to make sure that you keep them at a distance, um, uh, and you want to make sure that they just can't tap into the sensitive areas of your life. You know, so you want to begin to slowly distance yourself from them. You know, sometimes it's not as easy, you know, to uh, just cold turkey cut a person off. So if you're if it's a coworker and you've been going to lunch with that person and they're very negative, you, slowly and gradually you may have to do something else for lunch. That's not where they're not included. And it will eventually begin to be where you go to lunch with other people. You go by yourself or they'll find someone else to go to lunch with, you know, who are just like them. You know, and they have they'll be able to really have those kinds kinds of conversations that they want to have. So make sure that you keep negative people out of your bubble. And number ten, choose your filters wisely. But let me go back to number nine. I forgot to tell you about this scripture. There's a scripture that tells us not to keep foods um, 
companionship with food. In other words, we're not to walk walk around with food, not to hang out with people who are not going anywhere, people who are, are always trying to come up with uh, uh, ungodly or cunning and uh, uh deceptive things that they're doing and they're not going anywhere in life. So make sure that you don't keep companions with food. Don't food don't be in relationships with people who are just silly acting, foolish, have foolish ways, foolish mindsets. That's not for you. Number ten, choose your filters um wisely. So in other words, what that means is take heed of what you hear, take heed of what you're reading and what you're watching. You know, if you read negative stories, if you watch the news all the time with all the negative stuff, if you, uh, if you get involved with a lot of negative talk, gossip, backbiting, all those things, most likely you'll end up with negative thoughts. All right? So you want to make sure you choose what books you're, you're reading, what music you're listening to, what television shows that you're watching and letting in, take heed of what you're hearing, you know, take heed of what you're reading, you know, it's very important. What you put into your spirit is what's going to come out of your spirit. And if you're trying to go somewhere in life, trying to improve, empower yourself, you need to make sure that the things that you are letting in are the things that are necessary to equip you to live a better life. So we're going to take a quick break, uh, maybe about a, a one-minute break, and that we're going to come back and go with the second set. So get your gra- uh, a drink of water or turn your notepad sheet over for the next set. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Once again, I'm Minister Ginger London. Thank you for tuning in to the Ginger London Show. Today we are doing 30 self-empowerment or improvement tips for a better you. We're going to teach you uh, these 30 tips, and these 30 tips are going to help you to actually uh, make that transition from those old habits that you maybe been repeating over and over again and help you to create new habits that will help you to improve your life. So far we've gone through 1 through 10. We're going to start with number 11 now and go through 11 through 20. We'll take a break. At the end of the show, I'll repeat all 30 of the uh, tips, but we're going to go on uh, for the sake of time and to keep going. So hopefully you got a, a drink of water, uh, flipped your paper over, or you can continue writing. Um, maybe you I had an opportunity to text someone and give them the number so that they can call in and join um, um, the show. So number 11 uh, falls right into uh, where we going to continue on with uh, number 10, where we talked about choosing your filters wisely. Number 10, 11, is to listen to the right kind of music. 
You know, uh, some people have just one particular genre of music that they listen to. Some people only listen to jazz. Some people only listen to R&B. Some people only listen to gospel music. Some people only listen to instrumental music. It doesn't matter what genre uh, of music that you're listening to. You still have to pick the right kind of music to listen to if you want to be empowered and if you want to um, help uh, improve yourself. So number 11, listen to the right kind of music. Uplifting music will change uh, your brain waves, they say, you know, uh, and it's true if you if you really think about it. When you're listening to uplifting music, everything changes. You start thinking about really exciting things, and you start thinking about positive things and what you can do. And if you're like me, sometimes even the words of songs will give you creative ideas, will give you topics to teach on, topics to minister on, topics to write about, blog about, whatever it is that you're doing in your uh, life, in your calling. Sometimes you can listen to the words of music and get ideas things so uplifting music will change uh your brain waves and uh fast music will give you a lot will boost your adrenaline if you if you don't believe that start put, put on dance put on a dance song and see what happens one that you really really like before you know, know it your feet are moving uh doing some type of uh step even if you're in an exercise class and one of your favorite songs come on you do that exercise even better you know so you know do what you need to do. You know, if you just listen to gospel music, there's upbeat gospel music that you can listen to. You know, you can listen to Mary Mary if you um, want um, uh, music that will uh, cause you to actually, you know, begin to, you know, uh, what is it, move your feet, if you will, start dancing there. It's uplifting um uh, praise music that will boost your adrenaline fast. Praise music, you know, if you're feeling low, you know, put on some of those uh, music that you like. You know, um, if it's a dance tune, um, if it's a praise, high praise music, whatever it is, and watch how quickly, the, your, you know, your your feet will begin to move. You'll start tapping, you know, everything. You'll start moving your head. You know, your arms, everything starts moving when one of your favorite upbeat tunes, fast-paced tunes come on. So when you're feeling kind of down, I do that. You know, you can do it. I know other people that do it. It will help to change your mindset and change um, your disposition at that moment so that you can begin to see things a little differently or to refocus your thoughts. So number 11, listen to the right kind of music. Number 12, start your day the right way. And so we said earlier, choose the way uh, that you're going to start your day. And then number 12 is start your day the right way. So, you know, uh, start it with a positive thought, with an affirmation, with positive conversation. Uh, For a lot of you, it's going to be starting in the Word of God. You know, uh, Psalm, uh, uh, one of my favorite Psalm, Psalm 119 Uh, Verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's a great way to start your day. It's in the word of God because it's a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. If you want to know where you're going for that day, what you're supposed to be doing, or you need the energy to get going for the day, that is the best way um, to start your day. So read something from the word of God. Read something positive. Think positive, think faith confession, say something uh, in faith out loud, you know, uh, and your day will be better. And you will do this by the inner power that's working on the inside of you. You know, it's not about 
Oh, it starts with choosing your day. Let me rephrase that. It starts with choosing the day that you want to have. And then once you make that kind of choice, then it moves into starting each day the way that you've chosen to start those days. So those are two different things. Start, uh, choose, you know, uh, uh, the type of day that you want. Um, let me tell you which number it was. Uh, number five, choose how to start your day. And then number uh, uh, 12 is saying start your day the right way. Okay, two different things, all right, but they should should intermingle with one another, all right? So you want to make sure that you start your day with meditation of the word, faith confession, positive thoughts, any, you know, anything that's going to help you to actually empower yourself to live out that day, being the best you that you can be that day. Next day, you do the same thing. Third day, the same thing. Each day, you want to do exactly um the same day. Number 13, laugh it off. Things are not going to always go exactly as you plan, and everything should not be laughed off. But those things that you can laugh off, laugh them off. There are some things that are just not going to work out, you know, uh, for you the way that you um, started to. So, you know, let's say uh, you start your day off by, you know, let's say, you can't find your car keys, you know, and you're looking everywhere. You didn't turn uh, your briefcase upside down. You turn your purse upside down. You know, um, you you moved everything around, not realizing that you're doing all of that and the keys are right where you put them in air, you know, all this looking and you're passing them by every time you look at a different spot. And then finally, your eyes land on your keys and they were right where you put them and you've been passing by them for the last five to seven minutes looking for keys. You have to learn to laugh that off. You know, I've done that before. I've done, um, I've looked for my favorite ink pen. You know, I don't turn everything, I mean, just upside down looking for it. And it was right where I left it. And I never even looked at the spot where I left it. You know, it's just, it was just sitting right there. You have to learn to laugh things off. All right. Number 14, smile a little, you know, you know, smiling releases uh, serotonin in your in in your within you. So when something goes wrong or someone irritates you, smile about it. You know, you'll instantly feel better uh, for being positive, and you may um, help lift that bad mood. Everything we can't smile and laugh off, you know, but uh, at some point. You know, even in some of those uh, very disturbing moments and very uh, crisis and trying times, when you get past managing the emotions of all of that, you know, because there are some things that should not be laughed at, they should be dealt with, you know. Um, so I'm not saying be uh, silly or um, unrealistic with um, your smiling, with your laughing. I'm talking about those little uh, sort of um, low level types of things that you can just manage quickly, you know. There are other er things that happen in life, other areas of life that you're going to need a little bit more than a laugh to make it through. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but there are some things that we become overly consumed with and we just take it way too serious sometimes and we miss out on the opportunity to actually just laugh it off and move on. You know, it's not a big deal to, you know, to be looking for your keys and they're right there and you've been looking for five minutes and you're walking past them for five minutes not really seeing them. It's okay. Laugh that off. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. All right. So number, um, 15, be the person you envision. So if you're looking um, uh, looking to start a business, then be that person. Look at those goals and start seeing yourself that way and then start actually 
see yourself envision envision yourself actually reaching those goals on becoming an entrepreneur, starting a, a ministry, becoming an author. You know, be the person that you envision. If you're single and you're looking for a mate, be the person that you envision. You know, so make sure that you have yourself together. You know, there's so many different areas of life where you have visions and goals and dreams and aspirations. Whatever that is, you want to be that person. You want to envision yourself being that person so that you can actually attain those goals. See yourself. You know, I tell you all the time, you need a visualization point in your life where you can actually see yourself doing what it is that you desire to do. All right? Number 16, time to get organized. All right? You want to set up a system that you can get organized. I told you before in another teaching, you've heard me say it a lot, you need a system for planning, for organization. You need a system. You don't need pieces of paper all over the place. You don't need your work area looking like, uh, you know, a, a flea market kind of thing, you know, junk everywhere. You know, you don't need that, uh, you know, where it looks like, you know, uh, five or six heads of children, you know, kids been playing in there just wrecking the place up. You need to get take some time to get organized. So you need time to get organized. Set yourself up a filing system. Get a calendar. Keep it updated. You know, I tell you all the time, you need a planner. You need a calendar. For every year you do, you need one. Schedule everything. Write it all down. If, you, you, if you're a stay-at-home mom, get you a calendar, a magnet-type calendar, put it on your refrigerator door, you know, write down what needs to go on so the family is aware. You keep another copy somewhere so you always know what's going on with you and your family. If you're an entrepreneur, you do the same thing. You need more than one, you know, uh, a planner or calendar. Uh, you know, you have the one that you're going to always have with you, but you also need one um, in your office. You need one at your desk. You know, um, you need one in the car if you're like me. So, you know, you have more than one, but you want to make sure you take time to get organized. Throw out the unnecessary junk. You know, uh, you need just really, uh, uh, really pull it all together. Even, again, if it's just, if you're if you a stay-at-home mom, you know, and you want to get your house organized, you want to get it looking nice where everything is just not in disarray, if you're finding it to be a struggle for yourself, you know, doing it alone. Ask friends to come help you. Again, go back to those close friends that you don't, uh, that you know, are not critical or judgmental, but who will say, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna come help you," because once we get this right, if you keep it like this, you'll be able to enjoy um, your house, your home, your family. You know, if it's a uh, a business, you know, or, or going back to the home, if you can't find friends, you know. Find a company that does that and pay someone if you can afford to, to get it right for you, you know, so you can actually keep it the way that they get it for you, you know. So if it's a business, get get organized, get a filing system, you know, take time to get organized. Number 13, um, uh, time chunk, if you will, you, uh, number 17. I keep missing the, messing the numbers up, I guess. I don't know. Number 17, time chunks. All right, chunk your time into sections and give yourself an allotted time frame for whatever you're doing and stick to it. All right, so if you're writing a book and you say from 8 to 10, I'm going to work on my book, I'm going to work on chapter 1 of the book, then from that's a chunk, that's a time chunk. That means that from 8 to 10, you're not going to do anything but write on the write your um the first chapter of the book. Uh you're not researching 
You're not looking for another uh, to come up with another uh, title or section. You're only writing chapter one of the book. Okay, so you want to do a time chunk. Focus on whatever it is that you assign for that allotted time and do it. Stick with it. If you're creating a a, a product, stick with it. If you're doing modular one of a product, stick with it. Do modular one. You know, in the past, I would just be all over the place. Man, I'd be so excited creating products, coming up with ideas. I had a sheet of paper for ideas over here. I was working on a project, something in front of me, trying to read magazines, all at the same time. Horrible. Don't do that. So you want to create time chunks. And whatever you, if you want to research from 10 to 12, you know, research, Google, look up uh, what's trending, you know, so that if you're creating that project so you know what information, types of information to include in the project or yeah, or if you're creating a um, designing a conference, pulling it all together, want to see who else has done something similar, what type of classes that they have, did they have breakout sessions. If you want to just research, then let's say from 10 to 12, you're going to research. You're going to put that in the planner. And during that time chunk, it's, that's all you're going to do. You're going to research from 10 to 12. So remember that. Create time chunks. And whatever you decide to do in each one of those chunks of time, then make sure you only do that. Whatever is allocated, allocated for that time, make sure that you're only going to do that. All right? So you want to make sure that you do that. That's number 17. Number 18 Use your cell phone. I told you this before. Use your cell phone. Everything is different today, even from 10 years ago. And 10 years is not a long time. You can, If you go back 10 or 12 years, you'll see the drastic change from 10 years ago. Take a look at the Internet. Uh, maybe what you remember 10 years ago from the Internet to what it is has evolved in today. There were, 10 or 12 years ago, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, all that stuff, no Instagram, all those kinds of things. Look at look at how things have evolved and changed. The cell phone is even different uh, today than it was 10 years ago. So make sure that you get yourself a phone, a smartphone. They're, they, you know, you can get them now, uh, reasonably priced. But if you're doing something uh, that uh, related to your calling, your life purpose, make that investment. I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily saying you have to spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars on a phone, but you may want to spend a hundred and something, or stay between the uh, what eighty-nine to two hundred dollar range for a really good phone. Today you need one with a really kind of decent size screen, especially if you're doing any kind of videoing and recording and all that kind of stuff. You know, purchase you a smartphone that is compatible for your life's calling. What are you doing? Compatible uh, for whatever you do in business. Compatible for whatever you do in ministry. Whatever you do, make sure it's compatible. You know, match it up to your purpose. And then that way, you will have what it is that you need to do the things that you need to do. So you want to use your phone. Okay? So here's some of the ways that you can use your phone. Use the timer on your cell phone uh, to time your task. Whether you know uh, whether you're running errands, whether you're doing that uh, chunk of time that we just talked about, or whether you're um, making phone calls, whether you're cleaning up, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, you know that the chunk of ch- the chunk of time is two hours, but when you get caught up, 
you can go beyond two hours without looking at a clock and not realizing it until three and a half hours later that you've been writing that first chapter. So you want to use your cell phone. Use the timer on your phone uh, to let you know when that time allotment is up. You know, set it to go off. So you can say, okay, you know, it's now 10 o'clock. I need to wrap this up, and I need to move to the next thing that I'm supposed to be doing um, on today, you know. Um, it's just, it's just really, it really helps to really be able to focus and have something that's, uh, you know, that's quick, sharp, right there for you. Uh, you know, of course, you can get all kind of timers to do that, but you, you can do, use your cell phone for all sorts of things, you know. So make sure that you use your cell phone. And what I'm talking about here is just using your cell phone as a timer to let you know. Uh, you know when when that when something is up when the time for a particular thing is up, make the alarm come uh, sound off so you can move to the next thing. So you will not have gone through the whole day um, only having done one thing for the day. Then number eighteen goes back to the cell phone. Use technology, and again, tie it to your cell phone. If you purchase the right smartphone, you can do just about anything. On your on your cell phone that you need done so far as managing your time, you know, um, uh, making sure that you uh, use your time wisely. You know, you want to use your uh, phone for reminders on the calendar. If you have the cal, every phone comes with a calendar now where you can set reminders and uh, plug in uh, things that you need to do. You know, it could be birthdays, appointments. Um, taking your clothes to the cleaners or something as simple as taking your clothes out the dryer, you know, anything. It sounds silly right now, but it really does help. If you try using it one day, you know, uh, I know one time I did that, you know, for taking the clothes out the dryer because I needed something that was in the dryer, so I was working on something else. Even though the dryer has a timer on it, I wasn't near the dryer. So when you set that that timer on your um, uh, phone, it goes off. And then it comes up when you put uh, when you label it, take clothes out of dryer, you know, and then you say, let me go get the clothes out the dryer right now. Okay, so something, so use the calendar on your phone for reminders, reminders uh, for your phone. All right, you also want to research online, you know, um, uh, use your phone for, of course, we all do that. You know, research uh, using the Internet on your phone. You know, Google some things. It's not just, you know, uh, wanting to uh, find, uh, you know, what is it, like the best restaurant, you know, like we're, you, you're somewhere like, okay, let me see where a nearby restaurant is or, you know, let me see what the reviews are on the, on this particular store or product or whatever. No, you know, you may want to research. You may be somewhere where, you know, you're waiting, let's say, in an airport or, you know, um, something like that, or maybe you're uh, do like I do sometimes, like go to the park, you know, to just sit and think and write and whatever. Thank God for the smartphones because you're sitting there and at right there you can still search online, you know, as opposed to uh, needing to pay for Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff, hotspots and all that. You know, sometimes you you just want to use your, be able to be wherever you are and you can use your smartphone to do a lot of things. So make sure that when you purchase your smartphone, look at the user manual and see all of the things that you can use um, technology for. This goes, number 20, get an app. You know, and that's, again, we're still talking about using technology, using your phone. You know, there's an app for everything today from traveling to banking. So, you know, 
you want to make sure that you get the apps on your phone that you can use to be able to accomplish more and to do more so you can free yourself up, you know, um, with uh, a lot of different tasks. There are apps that you can use. Uh, download on your phone. Use Make good use of apps. That some will come already on your phone, but it may sound simple right now until you get a smartphone with all the apps on it. You start downloading the apps and you start using them, and then you say, "Wow, why wasn't I using this before? Why did I think of this?" You know, something as simple as note taking on your phone, uh, so that you can um, write down ideas immediately. Maybe you don't have a journal in your briefcase or in your uh, purse, but on your phone you have an app where you can take notes and highlight and save it and name your notes, date it, all that. Imagine that, and you're sitting somewhere, and ideas begin to come uh, to you. You can take your smartphone out, open up that app, and begin to um, write those apps, I mean, write those ideas down. So you want to make sure you get apps on your phone that can be uh, useful to what it is that you're doing um, in this point in your life, in this season in your life. All right, so that was number 20. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to close out with the last uh, set of uh, self-improvement tips. We're going to do 21 through 30. Thank you for staying with me. Let's take a short break. self-improvement tips for a better you. We are beginning at ver- uh, verse. Okay, I'm in the ministry mode. We are beginning at tip number 21, and we're going to go ahead and finish out 21 through 30. At the very end, I'll repeat them all for you slowly, so just in case you missed any, if you're writing it down. But remember, you have access to the replay of this show, and you can tell others, and I will post the replays periodically throughout the day um, on all the social media sites so that you can um, actually, if you forget about it, it will pop back up periodically uh, in the uh, news feed so you can be reminded uh, to go back and listen to the replay. So we just finished talking a little bit about uh, giving you some tips on um, uh, technology and also on getting organized and uh, those types of things and starting your day off right. And so now we're going to get into actually um, focusing uh, a little bit uh, more on you and uh, some other things related to that. So we're going to finish out uh, starting with uh, 21. It's, uh, uh, the tip tip 21 is shut down and unplug. You know, listen, 
All of us uh, use technology and social media and all of those types of things uh, a lot. There's no way you can get around it. I mean, people are always coming up with new um, ideas and invention, and we jump right on board, you know, like Periscope, you know, just launched this year. But people are, I mean, they're really getting excited about it, and they're they're downloading it and doing it, seeing it out, seeing how it's working, what um, feedback and all that stuff that they're getting from it. So, you know, you want to shut down. Number 21, shut Shut down and unplug. You know, take time off from technology. As much as we use it, you know, you want to unplug from your social devices. You know, come off of Facebook, come off of LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all you know the social sites and some other ones that are out there. You want to make you want to come off of them for a minute. You know, um, uh, if you you're going to be a better, you want to improve. You need connections. All right, you don't just need people that are on Facebook that you just see profiles. You need real-life connections. You need to see faces. You need to hear voices. You know, uh, other people need to do the same thing. So you want to take the initiative and plan a real-life uh, lunch lunch uh, date or coffee break with someone. You know, you want to see a live person. You want to say, hey, let's go have coffee together and let's just chit-chat, you know, or let's do lunch. Let's do a business, let's do a business lunch. Let's, just, let's do um, a brainstorming lunch. And, uh, you know, you take 30 minutes, tell me what you're working on. I'll write down the brain things that we come up with. We'll switch gears. After that, I'll tell you what I'm working on. Let's do a brainstorming lunch and we'll, we'll swap sheets. You know, and then we'll see if there's anything on here that we can actually utilize and do. I've done that with some friends of mine, and it works. You know, you want to be able to um, do that. You want to see real life, real life people. You want those connections, not just uh, you know likes and friends and followers. You want to be able to connect with real life people. Host an event. Do um, a, a, a small meet and greet. Say, hey, listen, I'm doing a meet and greet for all my Facebook friends in the Baton Rouge area, uh, whatever city you live in, you know, or all um, a meet and greet for life coaches. Let's come out together and let's meet for those in ministry, you know, women in ministry, whatever. You know, so you want to set aside some time to actually create something uh, where you can actually have a real life experience. You know, it'll make a difference to you and to someone else, you know. So you want to make sure that you do that. Then number two, uh, 22, um, okay, so then number um, 22, uh, you want to pick and choose your time. Now, it sounds like, you know, in the first 20, we talked about time and choosing day and, and all that kind of stuff, but this is a little different. You want to pick and choose your time. You know, uh, you only you can schedule your time productively. You know, if you choose to, to, to be on Facebook or to, uh, to stay up late or to oversleep on certain mornings, you know, um, you'll probably be unproductive and you're going to be unfocused if you do that you know, just all the time, you know, especially when you know that there are certain things that you're supposed to be doing at that particular time, all right? So you want to make sure that you pick and choose your time, all right? So choose and schedule your time carefully, and you'll reap positive benefits, you know, so if you know that you like to um, uh, sleep late on certain mornings, then make sure the previous, the day before, that you've done everything that you were supposed to do, and schedule the uh, sleeping late time, 
you know, so if on Thursdays you know that you really want to get started about 11 and you want to sleep till like 9.30, then you want to pencil that in. If you schedule everything, I'm telling you, it'll work so much better. You know, pick a day on Thursdays. Thursdays are the day that I sleep late. I sleep in late. I stay up later on Wednesdays, you know, goofing around, messing around on Facebook, chit-chatting and, you know, texting and chatting with people, you know, on Facebook. And so I just kind of use that. Uh, so you want to schedule. So, all right. So pick and choose. Pick and choose your time. Number twenty-three. Set attainable goals. So when you pick those times of the day that you want to do something, you also want to set attainable goals. You want to set goals that you can actually reach. You know, if you set your your sights too high, you are more likely to not reach that goal. So you want to make sure it's attainable. It's okay to have a big goal, have a big dream, have a big vision, but you want to break that big goal down into smaller attainable goal uh, steps. Uh, so that you can work towards, okay, or smaller uh, attainable goals that you can work towards. You say, you know, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be a platform uh, speaker. That's a big goal. So you, that's a big goal, but on inside of that goal, you may want to break it down into smaller goals. You may say, uh, my first goal is to start as a seminar leader at a big conference, okay? And then you take the necessary steps to become – to actually attain that. How do I become a, a, a workshop leader at a large conference? You know, if you say I want to be an author of five books, that's a big goal, and you can do it. But you may break that smaller goal down into I want to write my first 30-page book, all right, to, and, and see how that goes. Then I'll write the next book will be 50 pages, and my next book will be 70 pages. And before you know it, you will have five books. All right, but I don't want to write five books at 210 pages each in a year. That's not going to happen. So even though you want to be an author of five books, then you break it down and say, I want to write my first book, and I want my first book to be 38 pages, a little small book that empowers people or a know-how book or whatever you may want to call it. So you want to break your big goal down into smaller attainable goals that you can work toward. So when you're completing those smaller goals, it will keep you motivated no matter how long it takes you to reach the final big goal. And that's great. That's what you want. All right? So number 24, you want to grab an accountability partner. Two are better than one. You'll hear me say it all the time. Two are better than one. We're not supposed to be an island. No man is an island. We're not supposed to be doing things alone by ourselves, not getting any feedback, no help, any training, whatever category you want to put it in. You need somebody that you're accountable to. You need someone that's going to motivate you, help you, teach you, train you, mentor you. You Somebody who's going to keep you accountable to what it is that you say you are purposed in this life to do. So you want an accountability partner. So when you set a new goal, it's important to let people know about it. And those go, that goes back to you want um, a good set of friends close to you. So when you have that goal, you want to be able to tell somebody about it. It's important to, you know, to really connect with someone. When you know um, uh, you have the answer to your uh, the answer uh, uh, to an accountability question, if you will, like uh, my friends call me and say, "What have you done today?" You know. Or they'll call me and say, what modular, what modular have you worked on today for the program you told me about on uh, three days ago? All right? So you want to be able to have an answer for that partner. When you know 
you have to uh, answer to someone and have an answer for them, then guess what? You're going to start really paying attention uh, to what you're doing. When you know someone is watching your progress, you know, you're going to pay attention to what you're doing because you're not going to want to disappoint them. Not that you, you know, have to uh, need acceptance and approval. I'm not talking about that. But when they agree to become your accountability partner, you it's a mutual uh, uh, relationship. It's not just them reminding you to do things or encouraging you or asking you what you're doing. The other side is that you you are completing this the, what you say you're doing, that you're actually completing the steps that you say that you're taking. So it's a mutually beneficial relationship, and it, it really is rewarding not only to the accountability partner but to you as well when you have asked them to uh, keep you accountable for attaining these goals and you reach your goal and you're able to smile and rejoice and be glad about it. It is really It, it becomes a great feeling on the inside of you knowing that you have not disappointed not only yourself but your accountability partner, all right? So number 25, learn the power of no. You have to learn to say no, even when it's difficult at first. It gets, you know, uh, um, to a person, they ask you one time, and, you know, you're like, wow, okay, I don't want to say no. You know, and then they come back and ask you again. Well, if you just said no the first time, it will be all over. So you have to learn to say no. You know, it frees you up from do, to do what's necessary, you know, to have that healthy, productive uh, life and it keeps you from being enmeshed and, and boggled down with something that is not related to what you're supposed to be doing. Do we help other people? Absolutely. But you should not become over-consumed with helping other people to the point that every time somebody asks you to do something, you don't know how to say no or you are afraid to say no. When you learn to say no, you can say it uh, respectfully and you can say, can say it tactfully where they understand that this is not the time for her to help me. This is not the time for him to help me. He can't do this for me. She can't do it for me. And I I don't have a problem with hearing no from them. So you have to learn to say no because if you don't, I can tell you from experience, you will find yourself having neglected some things that you should have been doing uh, for your own life because of because you didn't say no, and then you become disappointed. You'll be even more disappointed when you go back to the person you didn't say no to and they say no to you when you need some help with something. So be very discerning about when to say no, when to say yes, you know, uh, when to get involved, when not to get involved. But the key here, 25, learn to say no. Tip number 26, incorporate health routines. The scripture says in in the epistle of John, that God desires that we be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So we are to be in good health. So you want to develop, incorporate health routines. You know, it's important that we eat right. It's important that we exercise. Uh, It's important that you have the right weight on you. You know, if you don't, um, you know, go on a weight loss program. You know, I need to do it. Others need to do it. You know, make sure that you develop health routines. Uh, I can remember when I actually had a health routine in place where I was working out three or four times a week at a gym, an hour and a half every time I went to the gym, and they had designed these, um, you know, exercise programs for me to follow, you know, the machines, you know, how long to be here, how many reps, all those. When I became dedicated to that and actually started doing that, I felt a whole lot better. I saw a difference. Uh, I saw the weight come off. You know, everything was different. And you just have a different mindset. Not that you're um, 
preoccupied with your image or what you look like. It's just it feels better. You know, it feel you know, you have a more healthier feeling on the inside. You know, I don't have an image issue. It's just that if I felt better, you know, so you may be experiencing the same thing when you work out, when you eat healthy. You know, after a period of time, you're going to feel better. You're going to look better. And it's just going to show. And so you want to make sure you do incorporate health uh, routines. You don't do anything. Just do a simple power walk, you know, uh, each day. You know, my dad and I used to walk every morning, you know, every day of the week unless it was raining outside or something. It just feels better. And periodically what happened is he said, we need to start walking again, you know, and so because you, you know, you things happen, you go on trips and these, you start doing other things and, you you know, you don't, uh, again, it's not penciled in, so you don't wake up in the mornings early to go on the power walk like you used to. So that's something that I have to, uh, to reincorporate uh, in my daily routine, but it does make a world of difference. You feel better when you do it, and you begin to develop that discipline of walking. It becomes a good habit, and that good habit turns into something valuable to your life, and you begin to see and experience a healthier you, and so you become improved and empowered when you do that. So number 27, pay attention to what you eat. It goes uh, with 26. You uh, you only have one body, so how you feed it is up to you. But a happy a happy healthy body needs proper nutrients. You know, for ba- for brain power, for health. We all know that. I have a girlfriend who's been uh, into the health uh, uh, and wellness um, profession. Uh, she's a um, registered nurse, and oh my God, it makes a world of difference. She sometimes she just. When we're together, you know, with others, she'll tell tell us what does what, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it just, when you're empowered with that knowledge, you start making better decisions. So, you know, sometimes when you go to a restaurant, you might be tempted to get one thing, but you'll get something else. Okay, and then, you know, that you can have free days. I call them free days. You know, free days for you might be, you know, once a month I'll eat hot wings. You know, to break away from that, once a month I'll eat hot wings. And it'll go from once a month to once every two months because, again, when you – when you start changing uh, your eating habits, every, it changes. You develop a different practice. Um, so you want to pay attention to um, what you eat. You want to avoid those foods that drag your body down. And, you know, um, when you eat right, you're going to feel great. So, you you know, uh, you don't want those foods uh, that uh, weigh heavily on you. And before you know it, you're slumped over, you sleep, you got to take a nap, you know, all that kind of stuff. We say after we've eaten a big meal or a certain uh type of meal. We have to go take a nap and all of that. And before you know it, your whole day is gone. And all you can remember is I went to lunch at 12. I ate a big lunch. I came back. I felt like I was sleepy and drowsy. I just went ahead and took a nap. When I woke up, it was 5 o'clock. Whole day's gone. So you don't want to do that. So make sure you take um, number 27 is pay attention to what you eat. Number 28, pay attention to how you eat. All right? It's just, it's just as important to pay attention to to how you eat as it is to what you eat. So take your time, slow down, and eat sitting down. You know, try not to talk while you're eating, which we know from kids not to, you know, to do that. But I've seen people eat very fast. So you want to slow down, you know, not just to enjoy your food, but to chew it. You know you're supposed to chew it. Have so many um, bites, you know, when when you're eating, you're supposed to chew so many times so that you can actually Get the food to a digestible state where it digests easily in your body. So you want to make sure 
that you really, really, you know, pay attention to how you eat. You don't want to eat a hamburger in five minutes, you know, or in three minutes, not five minutes. You don't want to eat a hamburger in 30, you know, 60 to 90 seconds. That's crazy. You can't, I can't even eat a slider in 90 seconds, a little bitty burger. So you want to make sure you take, uh, pay attention to um, how you eat. You want to be able to uh, actually uh Breathe right, eat right. Even when you're eating, when you're enjoying your meal, just just enjoy the meal and slow down. Just take a breather and just don't rush it, you know. So be sure you do that. Then uh, number 29, take a time out. Okay, again, it goes back to pencil this in for your day. Take a time out. Take a, you know, listen, close your eyes, breathe deeply, you know, uh, a few times a day, you know, uh, just you know, just to relax for a moment. You know, if you take a, a a bathroom break, you know, use that as a, a moment where you can actually, you know, just when you step out of the bathroom in the hallway or whatever, just take a moment and just breathe. Just you know, take a couple of deep breaths and just maybe just walk the hall for a minute. You know, just really just relax yourself. You know, just. Uh, reset your mind for the uh, the rest of the day. Maybe you can close the office off, you know, take a few minutes of deep breathing and relaxation. It works. I'm telling you, it, it just really does wonders for you. Just sit still for a moment, for a few minutes, you know, uh, throughout the day, periodically throughout the day. Or uh, if you just had, you know, just closed a great deal, you're excited about it, you know, you had to talk for an hour and a half to land that contract, you know, you might want to go to the office, you know, and all that excitement. You still may want to take a moment and just breathe deeply, relax, reset your mind, you know, and just really come together. All right, so take a time out. And then number 30, get the proper rest. I'm learning that. Uh, It it does wonders. Uh, You know, I've been keeping track of how many hours a night that I sleep. When I sleep five hours, 5.5 or, you know, 6.5, you know, it's not the same as when I actually get 7.5 or 8 hours of sleep. When I get 8 hours of rest, I am fully rested when I wake up. When I do 5 or 6.5, I'm okay, but I don't feel as good as when I get 8 hours of sleep um, each night. So you may want to do something similar, track you know, your sleep time. How long are you sleeping? How do you feel? When you go to bed at 12 and you wake up at 5, that's just five hours of sleep. How do you feel? Do you feel, feel burnout from the previous day or or a little exhausted, then you may want to um, increase your sleep time. You know, I talked to a sleep doctor once, and he said, really, 7.5 to 8 hours is what an adult should get. Sleep, that is what you should do in order to be to be energized, be energetic, and fully rested for the next day. Nothing less than 7.5 hours of sleep. So, wow, okay, so there you have it. So go back, kind of maybe do what I'm doing and keep track of how many hours that you slept the previous night and what are you feeling like when you wake up. But you want to make sure you get the proper rest. And the reason you want to do that, because the lack of sleep, you know, can make you feel bad or can have negative thoughts. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep at night, you know, um, you may want to have a cousin that can take, take, you know, take power naps. You know, you may want to take a power nap throughout the day, but whatever you need to do 
to give your body the rest that it needs, then do that. But if you can get the eight hours in, get the eight hours or 7.5 or seven hours, you know, make sure that you do that. You know, it's, I, I don't take naps throughout the day. I, you know, I try. It just doesn't work for me. So I have to now make sure that I get the rest that I need that I need for each day to feel energized and to feel rested. And so you want to also include it in getting the proper rest. You want to make sure that you uh, uh, hydrate your body with water. You know, um, uh, another doctor, one of my mom's doctor said uh, not to drink anything after. I think it's 8 or 7 if you don't want to go to the bathroom uh, throughout the night. But, um uh, I found somewhere that you could actually drink a glass of water before bedtime to hydrate your body and to keep and to flush out toxins. You know, so uh, I know from if you like me, I watched Doctor Oz and I heard on that one uh, episode to drink a glass of water every morning. You know, uh, before eating and uh, or drinking anything else to start uh, to kickstart you know all your metabolism and everything going. So I try to do that every day, and it does. I, it's, it makes a difference. So before I eat, drink a cup of coffee, juice, whatever. When I get up in the morning, freshen up and all that, the next thing on the thing is to drink. I, I drink, um, you know, one of those 16-ounce uh, bottles of water. You know, I'll drink some water, you know, intentionally because of what he said it does. And so the more you learn, the uh, the more you know, the better you'll do. You know, know better, do better. So keep these in mind. Let's go back over um from 21 to 30 21 shut down and unplug 22 pick and choose your time 23 a set attainable goals 24 grab an accountability partner 25 learn the power of no 26 incorporate health routines 27 pay attention to what you eat 28 pay attention to how you eat 29 take a time out 30 get the proper rest Everyone wants to be the best that they can be. We see that all throughout uh, society today. There's a lot of self-improvement, self-empowerment going on, a lot of life coaching going on. Everyone is safe to say that everyone wants to be the best they can be. So if you would incorporate these tips, um, then you'll be well on your way to a more balanced, focused, and energized life. All 30 of these may not be for you. You may already have some in, in, actually in place and in practice in your life. Whichever ones that you are missing, begin to apply them to your life. When you uh, feel balanced, when you feel uh, uh, energized, uh, you'll feel better about yourself and everything else around you. And so I just wanted to take this Monday to do a motivational Monday. Uh, it's a lot. Um, you, uh, I know it's 30 self-improvement. Uh, tips for a better you. So before we close out um, this show, I'm going to go ahead and go over all 30 of those tips again. I'm just going to call them out. And uh, if you, I'm going to do it slowly, and you can write them down. Or if you miss one, or if you're listening to the replay, and you miss one. So number one, take time for you. Number two, create daily me time. Number three, be dedicated to your personal time now. Number four, let others know you are serious about your personal time. Number five, choose how you start your day. Number six, start a gratitude journal. Number seven, practice journaling randomly. Number eight, keep positive people close to you. Put a star by that one. Number nine, keep negative people out of your bubble or your circle. Put a star next to that. Number ten, choose your filters wisely. 
Number 11, listen to the right kinds of music. Number 12, start your day the right way. 13, laugh it off. Number 14, smile a little. 15, be the person you envision. 16, uh, time to get organized. Number 17, time chunk. 18, Number 17 is time chunk. 18, use your, use your cell phone. 19, use technology. 20, get an app. 21, shut down and unplug. 22, pick and choose your time. 23, set attainable goals. 24, grab an, an accountability partner. 25, learn the power of no. Put a, a star by that, asterisk. 26, incorporate health routines. 27, pay attention to what you eat. 28, pay attention to how you eat. 29, take a time out. And 30, get the proper rest. Again, it's important that you be the best person you can be. And if you apply these tips to your life, you will begin to experience a more balanced, a more focused, a more energized life. When you feel balanced, when you feel better about yourself, uh, everything around you will change. You'll feel better. Everything will change. So I want to thank you for joining me on today. This is Minister. I am Minister Ginger London um, with GingerLondon.com. I want to thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure and an honor to be able to speak and teach into your lives. As I always say, I am humbled by that, and I encourage you to really get yourself together so that you can be the best you that you were created to be, live the best life that God has purposed for you, and complete the assignment that God has purposed for your life. Take care and have an awesome time.